0: Welcome to the Worship Generation Radio Ministry with Pastor Joey Baran, a ministry of Worship Generation Church in Fountain Valley, California. For more information, please visit us at www.worshipgeneration.com. Now let's join Pastor Joey as we study through the Bible.
1: Hey, who's who's doing this? We want to know your name. You tell us every single person that's rebuilding the temple right now. Well, by the time Zerubbabel had the Spirit of God upon him and the vision the word of the Lord through Zechariah, he didn't care what anyone thought. Those guys, Ezra, they were like, this is who we are, this is where we live, this is what we're doing, we serve the living God, we stand before the Lord, we're not afraid to stand before you. They were emboldened. But in that word of the Holy Spirit, that it's not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord, God said, Who are you, O mountain, to stand before Zerubbabel? I will beat you into fine dust and level you like a plane. And Zerubbabel will complete that which I have created him and purposed him to do with shouts of grace, grace when the capstone is laid for the temple. So you see, the big thing, the double portion, the work that God wants to do, it is a spiritual work. It's begun in the spirit, or as it says, having begun in the spirit, shall be perfected in the flesh. Galatians. It's begun in the Spirit. It's maintained in the Spirit. Faith is a working element, and it's completed in the Spirit. And that's our life. That's what it's meant to be. God doing that work in our life that he, we're created uniquely for. Only you can keep it from coming to pass, and only you can bring it to pass. If I've learned anything in 35 years of ministry, is you can't make someone do what they don't want to do in Jesus' name. And a lot of ministries is trying to Stir people up to do it. You, early on, you think you can carry them in doing it. After a while, you're like, I can't carry you to do what you're called to do. I got my hands full of doing what I'm called to do. Only you can truly keep you from fulfilling the one destiny you have for the purpose of your life in Jesus Christ. And only you can decide to let the Spirit of God fulfill it in and through your life. And maybe you're like, Navy against Notre Dame today in college football. They were so far down at halftime. They scored something like 21 points in the second half, and they didn't win, but that tells me a lot about what kind of team makes up Navy football. I saw that score, and I was like, that's impressive. What do you mean, Joy? What I mean is if you feel like you're down by four touchdowns in life, and you're 60, well, go out there in the second half and play your heart out. And if you lose, you lose. If you win, you win, but close the gap on the score. Because winning reveals quite a bit about us, but losing reveals everything about us. I never accepted losing until it was over, and then I did accept it. No matter how bad I was losing as a pro surfer on the highest level of the sport, I never quit. And I tried to close the gap on how badly I was losing. See, it's by the Spirit, and Elijah looked at Elijah and said, I need that power. That dunamis power. And then in the New Testament, we're told that we're given that power. Jesus promised that power for the believer. So everything he wants to do in and through our life, in the purpose of our life, it's his power. It's dy- the word dunamis in the Greek, is, of course, the word we get dynamite from. It's explosive. All these firecrackers on the 3rd the and the 4th of July, they terrorize my dogs, right? And some guy... A couple of years ago during COVID, I swear that guy lit a firecracker every night for the next two months after the 4th of July in defiance to the government or something, man. I would walk my dogs, there it goes, here, every night 9 o'clock from over there off by England Street. That's dynamite power, gun power. Power. That's the word, the root word, dunamis. That's the power we have to do, to, be, to accomplish what God wants to do in our life. So ask for the double portion and recognize we need the Power. The, power, the spiritual power that God gives us to do whatever it is we're called to do. And if we've not done it well, then today's a great day to commit to do it well. What do we do in ministry? I've been praying for a lot of people this week for different things. And I thought, what would I tell people who at some point in their life who are not walking with the Lord right now and have made bad decisions, what would I tell them? I'd tell them today's a new day and his mercies are new every morning. i tell them this is the day that the Lord has made. Let's get on with it right now. That's what I would tell them. So if that's what I tell someone who's uh, fighting the Lord or opposed the Lord, how much more would I tell the body of Christ the same thing and the man I see in the mirror on Sunday morning? The dunamis power is there the moment we're willing to humble ourselves and seek the Lord and ask for it. Ask what you want. I, I want a double portion of your spirit. And that spirit is the spirit of God. But then he said, upon me, so the first thing I'm pointing out here is that the, the spirit, that spiritual power, the dunamis power from the Lord. But then it, it's like if you look at people you esteem, like for me as a pastor, look at Pastor Chuck Smith or Jeff Johnson at Downey and, and, or Greg Laurie, you know, people like I would really esteem in their ministry and say like, well, Greg Laurie is a really good example. Like whenever Greg teaches, I'm like, how come I can't teach like that? Like maybe if you're an athlete and you, you're around a really, you're a really good athlete, but then you get like, you're a better athlete, that kind of athlete. You're like, how come? Like, I don't know. But Greg Laurie's like, wow, right? Like when when he speaks, like the most, whether he's talking to the president or to my son at Potola Coffee, he, he, he's so clear and articulate and and personal. It's amazing to me. See, Elijah's like, I'm really impressed by what God's done in your life, Elijah. And there's never been. There's no precedent to it before, and I want that power and I want it upon me in full, full strength. Upon him. See, as much as I respect Jeff Johnson and Greg Laurie or Sarah Yarley's different women in ministry that I look up to, as much as I respect them, I want to get the power for me. I want to get that power on my life. See, it's not, a, it's it, like when you cheer on a football team or a sports team or you cheer on people or you do certain things, we don't participate. I went to a Charger game last year at the new stadium with my son, Timmy, and Jacob, my son-in-law. Wow, that's so Was like, Wow, I was blown away. They're playing the Chiefs. They lost in overtime. It was a great game. It was national TV. We were screaming. We were yelling. Well, I was like, oh, come on. I was like, oh, we were screaming. It was a great game. It really was until we lost. But even with us, I kept telling everyone it's a great game. But I was never on the field. I watched the highlights. I screamed. I cheered. I was wearing my the Daniel Tomlinson jersey from twenty oh eight, old Charger color. But I was not on the field. See. It can be easy to sit at Calvary Coast and Mesa under Chuck and cheer on the game like your Joy Brand cheering on Justin Herbert, but you are supposed to be on the field. You're supposed to be out there taking hits and making hits. So you need the power on you, not just on me. You need the power on you. It needs to be personal. We see it with people that we would esteem and that we study in history, but We need the power on us. And so the request is a spiritual request, but it's a personal request to help fulfill his calling and purpose from the Lord. See, Elijah has finished his ministry with the power of the Lord upon his life, but now Elisha is replacing him, and he needs that power for his calling. So the request is a great request it's for his calling. And we only get one. I've just been thinking so much about this. We only get one. Back to Pastor Jeff Johnson. You know, he's had cancer in the leg. I always esteemed Jeff Johnson. He actually reminded me the most of Pastor Chuck Smith in his teaching style. Very similar. When I first got married to Jennifer in 1988, and we went out with the movie Sunriders, It's the same year that the Harvest book came out with the stories of all these Calvary Chapel pastors, the original first wave, Greg, Laurie, Skip, Isaac, Jeff Johnson, and all. And I began to meet these guys, and I was like in awe of them when I met them. And I remember the night, Jennifer, and I went to Downey and showed the movie Sunriders in 1988. So I went to Calvary Chapel Downey the first time on Woodruff Road there in Downey, in 1988, with my wife, Jennifer, and in the Fellowship Hall to a full crowd, not the big sanctuary, but the Fellowship Hall, we showed the movie Sunriders. I shared the gospel message. I gave an invitation, and people responded. That's what I remember. But I said, Jeff Johnson's church. That literally was almost 35 years ago. In two Sundays, they're celebrating his 50 years of ministry. And then I thought about this. When COVID hit and L.A. had the heavy regulations and all the big churches were like, oh, what do we do? It was so arduous. And same time Jeff got cancer. <sighs> COVID and cancer at the same time trying to navigate this stuff. Unbelievable. And they got a lot to lose. I mean, it's like 8 to 10 acres, their property. Is like the size of Calvary Coast to Mesa in Los Angeles County. in really good real estate in Downey. Like it's prime time. Like I'm sure the people that want to build houses on that land, like a lot of money could be made to do that. That land was bought a long time ago, but it's been there for ministry for 50 years. So I was thinking about this. I read of a painter. It's actually in Zig Ziglar's book, See at the Top. He talked about this famous painter who had arthritis at the end of his career, and in pain he would paint. He could barely hold the brush, and he would paint. And it was an excruciating pain, like my bad back four years ago, or Haley's shoulder last week, or anytime you've had excruciating pain where you can pass out, like excruciating pain. Famous painter. And one of his friends said to him, why do you keep painting? And he said, because the pain is temporal, but the beauty is forever. And that's 50 years of ministry for Jeff Johnson. I thought of all the babies he saved with House of Ruth. We had children in our children's ministry that we received through House of Ruth in this church. Robert Llewellyn, who was a pastor here, he would stand out front and try and save babies from the abortion clinic. I had a woman scream at me at Downey one time because I had mentioned something pro-life from the pulpit. She was in the congregation and she screamed at me. I go, well, I think it might be the wrong church. Because I'm pretty certain this church thinks every life counts, just so you know. Oh, what Jeff Johnson went through. Oh, the slander, all oh, the gossip. Who even knows the city, the city fights he had with the property and usage and that kind of stuff? Who even knows what he went through? His kids grow up, they have kids, and all, you know, it's a big family and all that stuff. The permits to do all the outreaches at Cerrito College and all this stuff and all that he did and all going to Russia when the Iron Curtain came down and Pasha and all this stuff. He did so much and now he's got cancer and he's, 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 he's not the pastor in two weeks. That's what we need to see. We need to see that the pain is worth the beauty. Because of all the things that cost him a good night's sleep and 50 years of ministry, I don't think any of the things that cost him a good night's sleep at this point in his life. There just comes a point where you say, like Paul, I fought the good fight, I've run the race, and I've kept the faith. And that's all there is to it. We need to fulfill our calling and our purpose that we're created for. And the only way we can do that is to have all the power of God, not that just Elijah had that we admire and respect like Jeff Johnson or these other people we could esteem, but here, now, today, that power upon my life and your life to finish the job, to finish well, to run well with endurance and power and focus and passion till we're done. To play hard in the game of life till till it's over. Nonetheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? And I certainly hope so in our lives. What do we ask? Are we asking for a double portion? To get the Spirit of God to fulfill the call of God. That's what we're talking about. To fulfill that call. If I ever thought I could do ministry on my own and there's times I thought I could 35 years of ministry will teach you, I can't do anything. I'm just happy I've been cut or put on waivers, to be honest. But his mercies are new every morning. So you learn to show mercy, and you realize as you sow, you reap. So you learn after a while I think I'll sow, sow grace, so I'll get grace. I think I'll sow mercy, so I can get mercy. I think I'll sow abundantly, so I can reap abundantly. You learn these things as you go. But the final thing, so we see it was the Spirit of God and it was the call of was the Spirit of God for our life upon us. We're not in the stands watching the Chargers, we're in the real deal, we're in the game, and we're where you get hit. There's a whole lot of hitting going on in the kingdom of God. Especially if you ask for a double portion. I got to thinking about this one. Because you know, there's a pastor verse. You know, they give pastors coverage. We all want a double portion of Pastor Chuck and all, like, yes, yes. And they're like, wait a second. Ministry is a death sentence. The death of my pride, my flesh, my arrogance, all that stuff. I'm constantly being crucified in front of you. That's just for my portion. So I got to thinking, if I want a double portion, that's a double death sentence. (laughs) But what can be sweeter for all eternity and for the people that you come in contact with than you being under a double death sentence for your pride, your flesh, And your selfishness. That becomes a double blessing for your spouse, a double blessing for your children, your grandchildren, your co workers, your fellow citizens, the people over you and the people under you, from the highest office in the land to the lowest person that no one esteems. You know, I always try and make eye contact with the people cleaning out the trash at Pacific City. You know why? Because they're important. They're important. It's probably their first job in America. And they're really happy to be emptying the trash cans at Pacific City where people are spending lots of money. And I always try and make contact and smile at them and thank them. Because I've been that guy. And if I hadn't been, I should esteem that. We are all under... When when we let the Holy Spirit break down our pride, so instead of... like we get a double portion of humility. Then then we can be entrusted with a double portion of faith. But if we don't have a double portion of humility, how is God ever going to give us a double portion of faith? Her who has, more will be given. But to him who doesn't have, even what he has will be taken. So you see, it really is like asking Chuck for money, but not offering more for the service. If I'm going to ask God for a double portion, then guess what? i got to get my hustle on, not because I'm earning my salvation, but because I want to be the starting quarterback in the kingdom of God. My son Luke was a high school quarterback, and I'll tell you what he did that was different than most of the football players. He had to come earlier and stay later, and he studied more because you're the brain of the offense. On days when guys weren't even doing football, he's out there with the quarterback coach, Jared, with two other quarterbacks doing this kind of stuff and just all these things. There was more required. And the thing is, we can't ask for a double portion and not expect to bring a double service. If we're going to ask to see the water turn to wine, then we need to fill the water pots. And we need to bring our hustle on. Last year, the Lord gave us more money in this church. The, tithe offering, the tithes and offerings were more than any previous year. In a year when a lot of churches said they were way down. This year, we're surpassing that. Last year, we gave more to missions than we ever did in any year. This year, we've already given more than last year. But I have found in all this, the Lord has required much more of me in my prayer life and the accounting of the decimal points and the zeros. That's what I'm learning. And the Lord's like, well, if you want to come into my office and ask for more, then you better know what you're asking for, how you're going to do it, and why you're going to do it. And I suddenly realized, thinking about Pastor Chuck, who... Worked for a low wage for 20 plus years as a pastor of various churches in the Foursquare movement, serving the Lord faithfully, raising those four kids and all that stuff, while pastoring a church with hardly any compensation while working at Safeway, being a grocery guy and all this stuff. And then suddenly it all happens, and by the time he steps into eternity, he was entrusted with close to, well, certainly a quarter billion, you know, $250 million empire, the Calvary resources, all paid for in full, because that's how he did business. In the lessons of doing it, being a cashier at Safeway, somehow, and pastoring small churches faithfully, somehow God taught him things and brought him through things that he wasn't just going to be your average four-square pastor, evangelical pastor. He made himself available for more, and he passed those tests, and God gave him more. There's a movie coming out very soon, The Jesus Revolution, and it captures that whole movement that birthed the birth Calvary movement, But before that happened, this man was faithful in the, in the, in the secret and the quiet place in places like Tucson and Prescott. And he learned as a faithful steward to believe God for big things and great things, like Bible colleges and conference centers and missionaries all over the world. And he went for it, and he was faithful. I always like to go back in and ask for money again. Because I tell them, I'll be willing to do for it. Alibaba, like, Chuck, if you give me a raise, I'll be here at 8 a.m. Oh, all right. See, that's all I needed to say. If you ask for a double portion, you better bring double game. Not so much, again, as a work to please God, but you better find another level. See, that's what I like about sports. You have, like, AYSO soccer. Then you have, like, little little kid club soccer. Then you have, like, serious club soccer, like 15, 16. Then you have, like, woo big time. Or Or if it's baseball, it's like you have club baseball. You have, you know... You have all these kids play little league, and then you know just a few play junior high, and then it's a club, and then they only they're all elite in high school. Everyone's good, and then only if, like one in fifteen thousand plays collegiate level. And of that, how many make it to even double A ball? Like, see, it's a weeding out process. The farther you go, the more it requires. But I've been thinking about this in my own life again because I take care. Of my, I see my dad twice a week at ninety two. You know, like I have a lot of reminders that eternity is right around the corner for me as many of you do too as well, right? We do. We just do. I said, man, I just, I want to find that other gear. That's why Harlan Sanders, Colonel Sanders, when I read his biography, I was so inspired by Harlan Sanders, Colonel Sanders, because he had all these ideas for money making, and he had these chicken recipes, did all this stuff. Then he retired with almost no pension at 61, 62, was broke. And he said, you know what? I'm going to go for it with this chicken recipe. All well, the rest is history, like KFC history. At 65, 66, 67, yeah, he made it happen. And it wasn't dumb luck either. He had his hustle on. He was a, a very strong Christian, huge supporter of Billy Graham, Jerry Falwell, and uh, Swiger, Jimmy Swiger. Anyone preaching the gospel, he made all that money because he's already in his 70s. He's got to give it away, right, because you can't take it with you. He found people to give it to. KFC, Harlan Sanders. It's worth Googling Wikipedia to read his story. That's how I look at things. That's the problem. Being older, when you're older, you think, "Oh, if I could be younger again, I would do it so different." Right? Don't you want to look at all your younger people, like your adult kids? Like, hey, listen, but they only take so much when you give it to them. Right? You guys, it is like small pieces. But you want to give it. You want to like. You really want to help them. So, we just say one more time: Let's get a double portion. Let's ask for a double portion. Let's get the spirit of God. let's get the power of God upon our life, that we can fulfill our calling, whatever, however it's been to this day. because I think, like, what's this application? See, teaching this to WG would be different than teaching a youth camp. Like if I taught this text to a youth camp, it's all in front of them. I'm recruiting before the season's begun. Here you guys are like, "Hey, it's the fourth quarter. There's no room for a rut in this building. There's plenty of room for a double portion, though. And that's what we got to get after. And that's what we're going after. So I hope, as we go forward in November, toward the end of the year, if I say to you, hey, ask what you will, and I'll do what I can do for you, I hope that you can give me these one or two, three things that challenge you. Because if you ask for something easy, there's nothing special in that. Easy things are easy for a reason. You can have the government take care of you for your whole life easy. Life's not meant to be easy with the Lord. It's meant to be refining to prepare us for eternity and glory. Like the book our kids read 15 years ago, Do Hard Things, was a popular book. Don't be afraid to ask for the double portion. Greatness with the Lord, even if it's not profound in people's sight, greatness with the Lord is when you ask for a double portion. When you see, when you look at everything God's done and you say, and one. One. And whether or not God chooses to do it or not, that's his business. But you want to believe in him for that business. And you want to prepare yourself for that business and get after it like it's your business and do your business and ask Chuck for a raise and offer him what you're going to do to earn it. Amen?
0: You've been listening to the Worship Generation Radio Ministry with Pastor Joey Baran. If you would like more information about the ministry of Worship Generation, visit us online at www.worshipgeneration.com, where you can listen to the podcast of today's entire message. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and our church YouTube channel. Worship Generation is located at 10350 Ellis Avenue in Fountain Valley, California. Our service times are Saturday evenings at 6 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. For more information about Pastor Joey personally, you can follow him on his Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube channel. Thanks for listening, and God bless.